that's the usual signature i mean you know it's the ghetto boys podcast welcome to today's session my name is yeshua as usual and you know what we do on the ghetto boys podcast we just dialogue you know get have conversations about societal issues religious issues norms that we think are norms but are not norms you know we're just here to guide your thoughts basically that's what we do on the ghetto boys podcast like i said my name is yeshua you're welcome to today's show um on today's show we're going to be doing a little bit of diversing you know talking about real life stuff so today i think i'm not going to be doing this alone you know so it's going to be really exciting yeah you're welcome so today we're going to be taking a look at families and how the whole family construct is set up in our society here in Nigeria. It's like a large majority of us were raised on survival and yes, I'd say it affects our thinking and how we view the world in general, don't you think? Yeah, I agree with you. You're totally correct. And I will not be using other people as case studies. I would like to personalize this whole thing because I feel like I can relate to it so much. Okay. It's like how the very norm that should not be normal has become absolutely normal. And it might take forever to change. Yeah. I don't know, but I guess we can only talk and feel very lucky to know different from the rest you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's like you know how we're raised you know like me i am like the first child mm-hmm. you know and my parents weren't the my mom was a stay-at-home mom my dad went to work as usual and i, I feel like they didn't pay much attention to me as a child they did they did send me to one of the best schools while growing up I had a home tutor coming back home from school, you know. But at the same time, I feel like there was that type, that neglect in some type of way, you know. Like I wasn't, there was no time I was taken to the amusement park as a child to experience. I think I was taken once, but it wasn't constant. I didn't enjoy that feel as a kid yeah. growing up. Like he eluded most of us. I won't say the same. I feel like me being a very strong-willed child, I didn't even wait for that amusement park to be experienced by my parents. I did it myself. And it got me into a lot of trouble in secondary school. Okay, you like, were the wild type. I was really, really wild. I still <laughs> am, obviously. So, like, um, I remember when I instigated the... It was Rosa last then at Igonde Road. It was the only amusement thing we had. Like Nobody would afford going to... Uh, Silverbed Galleria at Victoria Island. Yeah. I was a mainland girl, so all we had was Rosellas at that time. Yeah. So I remember when I engineered it in secondary school that we should just put our clothes in our bags, not the uniforms, like after mm. school, we should go. Damn, that's that's wild, man. Like at I'm that time, right? I did. I made sure I did not spend my money for break time on Monday and Tuesday and on Wednesday week. Accumulated everything. So you planned it. Like, I did. Like I wouldn't say single out and leave because I had some really weird classmates at that time, and we're all in the art department. You already know how they do. Yeah, we're the, not art, serious. the art students are never serious. That's exactly. So we went and we were caught. But the fact that I mean, you know, I wanted to do it. I wanted to see what else was there besides going to 
church on Tuesday, Thursdays, Fridays, Sundays. Mm-hmm. After church services, church rehearsals, and everything I didn't want to do in church mm-hmm. to school. So it's like it was a pattern, more like very routinized. Like Mondays is like this, Tuesdays like this. Nothing was different. Yeah. Every week felt the same. Mm-hmm. You understand? Even the holidays, we're still in school, only that we closed really early. Yeah. So it's like you, you said your parents, maybe your mom was a stay at home mom. Yeah. My mom is like everything, not like that. My mom was like a business person. She still is, but at that yeah. time she was doing, uh, she had a shop, so, and my dad was never around, so made her responsible, like two different things. She was a father and she was a mother to five time. kids. So you can imagine yeah. how hard it is. Yeah. Not to blame her, but I felt really neglected. Secondly, mm-hmm. being a middleborn, we're normally very neglected in yes. the house, like literally yeah, very yeah, ignored. Yeah, it's, like, it's like how the firstborns are shouldered, like with so much responsibilities. Mm-hmm. The lastborns, the lastborns yeah. are always scared for or pampered, as it were. Yeah. But me being a middle child, it's like, like I was non-existent to them. Yeah. I felt it in my teenage age, all through. So it made me really. Um, what's the word again? I just felt like, okay, nobody would even notice if I was doing the most, the most wrong, the most nonsense, the most nutty thing. So I just became like, it's really tough. Like nobody would notice. I started to write love letters even before I had two breasts, like one breast group. <laughs> before the other you wrote love letters or you got them i wrote love letters like for real many of my mates had phones but obviously it's like what would you do with phone our parents don't understand that okay we could do assignments we could do this we could do that i understand that a child that has no direction always use internet for like false and stupid reasons yeah i was writing letters like it was Muse and Boom that made me know what I okay, should relax, have relax, known relax, at relax, that relax, time. Relax, relax, relax. I mean, it's supposed to be the opposite. Like, you get letters and no. letters and letters. I but said I was writing letters. Not like I didn't get letters, but I know I was writing a lot of letters. And you were giving them, you were sending them out. I was sending out. them, legit. Like, I was really, really sending them. And my parents did not notice, except, of course, when the letter was casted, as it were. And my mom was invited to school. <laughs> wait, wait, I was wait, embarrassed wait, as wait, fuck. Let's, let's break it down. Let's yeah. break it down. You wrote letters. I did love you letters. Sent love letters. You sent them to your friends, like the Not boys, my friends, the yeah, boys my you friends. were attracted yes, to in school. Exactly. Yeah. And they got wind of it. They got wind of it because maybe that guy was careless at that time. I still hate him for that. Anyway, it's like somebody gets letter you're supposed to read it when you're home or when you're alone it's like how did the principal get wind of the letter i mean this is the first time i'm hearing a girl honestly i did i did a whole lot of things you really were the wild wild one i was really really but i still am okay so um so looking at it from this angle a lot of us were raised on survival yeah like our parents had to be out there go get jobs make sure the food is on the table Mm -hmm. so that what that brought in that neglect like they didn't have time to listen to us check us what we were doing wrongly like me for instance now i wrote a love letter to in primary school at one point oh you're better than me i'm not i'm not i'm not i was quite intrigued about the girl though but it was a whole childish thing okay, you know I hear that. but i'm not the really wild wild one but i had to do that that first time so it's like you see that kids who are raised on love who their parents have time for them who they are not consumed by the system they take 
they, they are different like they act differently they do things differently yeah. they see the life they see life differently but the problem is how can our parents or how can we work on that you know it's like we mean our, our we like our this right. new generation how can we work on changing that narrative because if you interview a lot of people like in their mid 20s in their late 20s you realize that most of them didn't get that affection it was there you know our parents made us feel like we were privileged getting all of those love you know it wasn't like they had to give it to us entirely exactly. and there was no way we had this leisure this extracurricular activity mm-hmm. that involved me and my dad or me and my mom so if you do a statistics you see that the majority fall on the side of survival yeah and it's because of the fucked up society we are in i feel like my own story is different and that's why i can relate to this topic the subject so much because like i said earlier my mom was like she was shouldered with responsibility of being a mother and a father at the same time to five children like three girls two boys you understand me so all she wanted to do was just to feed us i understand that maybe she wanted to do more or maybe she didn't even know like what more to do all she wanted to do was okay shut it down that's breakfast morning afternoon like night dinner like and then we'll pray so it was always morning devotion food and sleep there was never really what did you do in school mm-hmm. okay if anything like school conversation was going to come up it was just homework and it ends there it's never like what happened today did you meet somebody did anybody like no nothing like no no deep conversations like wanting to show deep and real interest in your kids yeah. you understand me so now that we know better i feel like we were the experiment and specimen a <laughs> exactly. that we were used in the lab so now we know better <laughs> that this is how to do things this is how to do things of course you're going to provide and protect your kids yeah show this real interest in them like talk to them as friends don't be like a ruler or a king in the kingdom like other your kids around some people i know friends then at that time that once their dad was coming home they are running like Bro, they are so scared that was, that's like, the, our reality your father should be your father like your daddy not a god somewhere that is going to just unleash anger thunder and lightning if you mess up or like you understand <laughs> yeah me? so we know better now i mean personally I know but, better. But, but, but do you think, like, check, look at, like, let's look at this theory. Do you think, hypothetically speaking, do you think yeah. there will be lots of people who would not be the same way our parents were? I wouldn't know, and I can never tell, but I, I know that the very conscious people and friends I have around, they're consciously promising to be better parents than we had. You understand? It's like, I don't know if it could ever change or if it, if it's, if it's always going to be like this, but I know for sure that it's going to be better than we had while growing. But I feel like it could be, but it, there's no prospect because of how the system is in this country. Yes, it's still very hard. Like, everybody just to, wants to survive, adults or kids. And most people don't even know how to how to control this parenting thing. They don't know how it works. It's like everybody wants to have kids, but they don't want to put it in the work. I, yeah. ha- I had this conversation with some guys one time and they were talking about how maybe there's money. They'll send mm. their kids to school. Yeah. And that's all they need. Like, they'll send them to the best schools. They'll give them the there money. Is the, there's more but to there's life more to than, than, that. than that. I personally had the guts and I don't have balls, literally, right? Yeah, but I no had balls, the, like, Yeah, no I had the guts to talk to my dad very recently. Like, you can imagine, I'm how old now? 
getting close to 3 decades on earth and I just had the balls, the guts to face him and tell him that your life is more than just trying to, okay, send your children to school and when they mess up, you're telling them, you did this, you did this, you brought me to the world, you're very responsible for me, not exactly. to show, not to be an ingrate, but you brought me to the world, you shouldn't show me down my throat every time that this is what you're doing to make my life better. It is your responsibility. Be interested in me as a child, like as a human being, you understand? And then for once I saw it in his eyes that he was maybe learning. I don't know, because it, it was it was the first time ever we had that kind of conversation. Like be interested in us as kids. Don't just drop a certain amount of money down, come back to eat your food, exactly. watch news for 30 minutes and sleep on the couch and it's always like that every night like there's no genuine interest, interest in your like from you to your kids it's yeah. very very wrong you get me yeah i feel like the system is one of the reasons it's like that but at the same time we need to get our thoughts to know that for us to have kids we have to be mentally and financially prepared ready yes. for it because yeah. it's, it's not about just the finances it's about the mental part of it like you have to make your kid understand that he's a kid they have to experience things as a kid yeah play as kids act like kids our parents expect us as kids to act like adults no they, they give no room for mistakes once you made a mistake you they would being beaten whoop your ass as fuck treated us like slaves exactly. literally so it's like that kind of thinking we need to shape ourselves constantly like we have to be consistently putting ourselves in check not to be like our parents not and to be like the old folks and it starts from me and it starts from you. you somebody somewhere is listening and be like okay it's when it gets to your turn you know how hard it is but now that we know better this knowledge should not go to a waste it's exactly. like let's make conscious effort to be better the world might probably be harder than it is like right now in another 10 years but just this knowledge that we have let it not go to waste like let us treat our children better than our parents treated us by exactly yeah exactly that's that's how it should be that's what we need to work on exactly like treat our children better than and also be mentally prepared for it because some mm-hmm. of us think it's just the money like once we have the money it's yes, more than that it's, it's more than the money it's showing the attention it's giving them the time yeah showing the care be interested in them as exactly and do not be judgmental because mm-hmm. most of us could not talk to our parents about things that happen to us in our day-to-day life exactly like we know that the first thing that would come to the head is it's your fault yes i'm judging you like you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do that like it's crazy i mean it's the world we live in but we can constantly be better mm-hmm. we can constantly shape our thoughts to be better and be a better parent I when totally, it comes to that time i totally agree to that it was nice having you on the show thank you i mean you didn't drag my blonde with me no I mean, it's, it's not my thing. It's, it's not, not my thing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's quite ironic. It's the Ghetto Boys podcast, but having you here was quite enlightening, like it's big my time. Pleasure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Man. It was good. It was good. So, do you want to tell us your name, or you just want to stay anonymous? I want to stay anonymous. <laughs> she wants to stay anonymous. Yes. Okay. Thanks for coming on the show. So, guys, thanks for listening to this session of the Ghetto Boys podcast. You know what we do just basically guide your thoughts and you should know better now that if you want to have kids you 
you have to be mentally prepared for it. Be ready. Be ready to give in your all to show sincere interest in your kids. It's not that when they are done with secondary school, that they realize that no, I don't want to be a science student. I want to mm-hmm. do music. You know, show sincere interest. Everything in your is kids. not book, book, church, and mosque. I mean, that's the whole ideology. That's the way no. we grew up. Book, Life church, is broad, mosque. It's way broader than mosque. that. You know, we just have to open our head like mm-hmm. God our thoughts to diverse things. Yes. Thanks again, my anonymous <laughs> co-presenter for coming on the show. You're welcome. So you guys, you can listen, you can share this video, share this audio, you can like and give us a feedback. Tell us what you think about the Ghetto Boys podcast. And like I said, if you do not hear this sound, it's probably a Bougie Boys podcast, not yeah. a Ghetto Boys podcast. Right. See you next time. Adios. Bye.